Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Well, 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 what a fun story. Well. (laughs) Here's a fun, fun story that I saw that I thought it'd be fun to discuss. Not brought to you for a pure for men. (laughs) There's a man named Alex Hall who lives in Texas, Austin, Texas. He's 28. And he, he's a cook. He's a he's a um, he's a, a, a amateur chef uh, who launched a show on TikTok and Instagram called The Bottoms Digest. There's a serious problem that we need to talk about right now. Bottoms everywhere are starving themselves just to get their freak on. Welcome to The Bottoms Digest, you starving slut. The cooking show where I give you peachy queen recipes for a peachy queen time. Hmm. Uh, in which- Interesting. <laughs> He cooks food, he makes foods that are meant to be for um, gay male bottoms. And he said, I really wanted to create something that deep people who enjoy bottoming, not just gay men. Or oh, people. <laughs> right. Or people. That's, that's correct. That's but correct. But he does yes. he does his like catch line is something like I I don't remember it actually exactly, but it's like this is for you, slut, or like something like that. Oh. <laughs> <his> videos. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but he's, oh boy. He says, I really wanted to create something that destigmatizes talking about poop in the bedroom. Shit happens. Mm. Don't yeah. get in the pool if you don't want to get wet. No one deserves the shame that sometimes comes with that conversation, and everyone should get to reconnect with food that makes them feel good. Uh, mm. And so overall, you know, I support his, his, that. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. Sure, I do sure. too. I do too. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I guess something about him is something about this is still annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What? What is it like? It, it's funny because like we've talked about this, and this is that's a that's I, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna get too into the details, but all all of our regular listeners know some of us have previously struggled with IBS, and. <laughs> You. And it's like it's a it's a it's a <laughs> significant Elliot, factor, Elliot. Elliot. At times, that's correct. It's time to be it's time to be honest, Elliot. But it's a significant <laughs> thing. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and there is so much embarrassment surrounding you know stuff like that, and like yeah. 
and and but it's also I'm I'm on my own podcast talking to my two dear friends and I'm like I can't even say poop like I right. I'm so uncomfortable with it that why like, though why are you so uncomfortable with it I mean I get why but just, like because it's I mean it is it it's like it's embarrassing well I will say like evolutionarily speaking it, it poop is gross like you're it's it's full of bacteria so you're not supposed to touch it and that's why you're repulsed by it like it looks it, and smells it's not it's not yeah, cultural it's not- like they didn't roll and shit like yeah. in the 1600s and it just turns out we're grossed out by it so so i think i think there's there's some there's some evolutionarily some biology in it you know well sure but there's also like you know i mean to me i'm like well it's just a rational sort of like side effect of the area in which we're playing in and so like if if that is a result of the area in which we're playing in well then it's not so much like someone just came over and took a big shit on me. It's more like, oh, this was just an accident that happened. And I'm going to understand these yeah. accidents that happen and not be crazy. Well, and think yeah, he just you, took a shit on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the matter of understanding, like you said, that this is like, you know, butt stuff is like what we, we, what we do. And that when it happens or if there's a quote unquote mistake or whatever, like it shouldn't be a big deal. And I, exactly. I think if, if two people are mature about it, it's not a big deal. But I also understand what Brent's saying where it's like, I, I prefer it not happen. Wait, <laughs> well, and it's I, also, the, I, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. No, it's no, also no. the top's responsibility to not freak out. I think that, yeah. I think most of this lies in the top's responsibility in how they're dealing with the person who's bottoming because yeah. The, it's it's clearly not something that the bottom did intentionally. It's it's and and the, and the top needs to be the one to not freak out about it and just accept it as just sort of what it is and maybe even put the bottom at ease in yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the situation. Right, right. Well, some of us are getting lightheaded, but I will also say, does it ever? <laughs> does it ever? Do you ever have a conversation? Do you ever ask your female friends if they if they like anal? I, yeah. I've actually found myself. And, and, and again, maybe this is a stereotype. Maybe Alan, you're going to be appalled, but I, I always had a stereotype that women don't like to do that, and they do it very rarely. And I feel like recently I've just had some chats with some friends, and I'm like, I think I'm wrong. I feel like you it's are, actually you are wrong. way more common than uh, than I had anticipated. Um, women, I mean, my female friends that I'm pretty chill with. That I mean it's not like something that necessarily they're eager to do, but I right. do think that it is something that is yeah not more accepted but like it's just sort of like it's what men like and you you know you want to like please the man sometimes and which is which is a sexually gratifying gratifying thing for the woman to also be able to please her partner in in the situation and so if the that's something (laughs) that her partner wants well then that's a part of the experience and so like yeah women have women have anal i also but i also think the patriarchy prevents them from being yes. being open and it. accepting of it yes. and so there's a stigma exactly. yes exactly it's a and gift so for your haven't... husband or it's you know or it's you know makes you a a, a gay freak or whatever yeah the, the other way but yeah. um I or guess if the man likes it the woman the woman pegs the man like yeah. there's a right, lot of stigma right, right. around that in the other way in the opposite way of the patriarchy so it's like there's a lot of a lot of stigma against butt play in general we haven't heard meanwhile, about the patriarchy in quite a while thank you Alan. you're welcome go ahead, go ahead elliot i was gonna say meanwhile um I guess I, I'm not too surprised that uh, the main foods regarding being, as he says, food that quote unquote empowers bottoms are dairy-free, mild, yeah. plant-based with fru- fruits and veggies and no processed foods. Lots which of to fiber. Me just sounds like fiber and movement. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fiber and movement, yes. 
it's also a, like seemingly of like a really difficult diet to follow like sustainably like you know and no. like really the idea that you pretty- that you do is that you eat like that indefinitely or that you do that a day or two before you hook up or something do you I know think it's a, yeah i think it's a general idea but also i'm curious did you put metamucil in the google doc or did yes i, I did i did oh. put metamucil <laughs> you, you're forgetting what you put in your own doc and well, uh and well, that's I, something that i think you should do more often you know what i mean just have a regular Brent, vitamin supplement of fiber yes i've had i've had a transformation of my life on Metamucil. I started taking it a few months ago and I am just, you just barely, barely having diarrhea. I'm just I, have, telling you. I have less diarrhea than Elliot now. Just saying. Oh I've my been God. taking, <laughs> I've been taking fiber supplements since I was in college. They're very important. They're very important. So, is Metamucil different than what my Alana wanted you, my sister wanted you to do? Psyllium husks? Is that different? Uh, that no, actually, diff- I think, no, I think Metamucil is actually the active ingredient is psyllium husks. Is it really? Yeah. My sister's yeah. obsessed with you taking psyllium husks. Well, That's wild. <laughs> I guess I finally took her advice. 37 <laughs> years late. <laughs> you just aged yourself. <laughs> How dare you? Take you it out. It. Take it out, you nope. bitch. Nope, not doing it. Not Take doing it out, it. bitch. Not doing it. Not even joking. We are very lucky today to have... Um, I would say my favorite Real Housewife from the oh, entire definitely. franchise. Definitely mine. <laughs> definitely mine. Uh, Leah McSweeney. Hi, Leah. Being real? Thank which, you. Yes, yes. fully, fully oh real, God. which is saying a lot because like the Erica it Janes is- of the world does exist. No, there's amazing women on the show. <laughs> no. yeah. But here's why. Because, well, you know, first and foremost, you clearly inject a level of like funny self-aware gravitas into the into the show you know it was very refreshing when you got on the show for sure but then on top of it i don't know i don't I, a lot of people in my opinions like act for reality tv and yeah. for what it's worth you yeah. you just seem to be your real self and like confident in in the way that you are and it's just so refreshing you know what thank you so much sure. um <laughs> i needed some positive reinforcement good good <laughs> yeah not been easy and just to like i was thinking yesterday because you know i'm just getting ready to read bitches at the reunion so i don't want to <laughs> give away too much but like there were some people saying some things in the press that i'm putting things on for the cameras okay if i was acting for the cameras do you know what i would have said i would have said yes i'm early voting i'm a good citizen but instead, <laughs> but instead I spoke my real truth, which is not mm. a popular opinion. And I knew yeah. I was fucking drag because I am not <gasps> acting for the cameras, nor am I fucking ever going to do that shit. I don't care. I'd rather you fucking hate me for my truth than mm. love me for some bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- it, sorry. It's also like, I've been in my head so much about this. Like, oh, like, you know, do people, are we doing things for the camera? Are we not? Like, where does the line get blurred? Like, cause obviously we're aware that the cameras are there, but I really do my best to just be authentic. Yeah. yeah I, I'm sort of, I mean, I'm, I can't speak for Brent or Allen, but I'm, I'm very fascinated by the, you know, having watched Housewives of New York from the beginning or most reality shows. And I think the guys can also attest to this. Like, I find it so you know, it, we've been we've had reality TV for like 20 years now at this point, if not more. And the idea that it went from being somewhat raw and real and very much unedited to now, like, 
it is a performance and like especially on housewives like you guys dress up so much for confessionals and that kind of thing that mm -hmm. it that it's it's changed and i appreciate like both both sides of things but the line has to be super blurry when you are when everybody is so media savvy and self-aware that like or they that, think they're media savvy. They think they're media savvy, yeah. right? It just it just seems like such a yeah. existentially um, like exhausting experience to be on reality TV or something as popular as Housewives. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. How <laughs> well, can I not be? Leah. Also, like you know, like okay, so I brought glam with me, like mm -hmm. on the trips, and also like yeah, it was a fucking pandemic. Do you know, like they didn't have any fucking work, like because mm -hmm. like, so they were very happy to be like working for things. Also, but I'm also like, go, I also go totally makeup free, like looking like absolute like shit and don't give a fuck. So it's not like <laughs> I'm trying to um, like have for people to not ever see me without makeup on or anything sure. like that. But hey, like why not? Everyone else of course. on the other franchises, they're bringing glam, why the fuck aren't I? Yeah, it's just funny when you look back and you see like, when you think of like the first seasons of that of, of Housewives or any any show, but like the first season, truly everyone's wearing like it looks like everyone, even if they're in their like early forties, is wearing like Talbots, you know, like <laughs> statement jewelry and like scoop necks, and it's like whoa, it's like mom, it's crazy, it's like full on like mom style, and now everyone looks like like they're in drag. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, Leah, I did want to ask you because you brought up something that to me was so sort of like surprising this season. I don't want to get too into the weeds of the show because I know a lot of people listening to our podcast probably don't watch Housewives, but they know oh, of the Housewives. You. Well, oh you know what God. I'm saying. That's There's interesting. A I don't know who like, well, yeah. yeah. Ask me your question, but then I'm curious is who listens to your podcast. Well, because there's like, I mean, well, there's two different types of sort of like homosexuals. You know what I mean? There's like the homosexuals like me who are in literally before we got on, I was watching Scary Island. Like I, I was, <laughs> I mean, that is like, and you're not even in that. And I was watching that. That's my fun <laughs> Sunday activity. So like, I'm that homosexual. Whereas right. some homosexuals listening to this podcast, not all homosexuals, a lot of women listen to the podcast, a lot of different types of people, but they are probably more like, who are these people? And why are they yelling at each other? Like, it's literally like polar opposites. I don't opposites. know any of those homosexuals. <laughs> so, so you and, I, you and I initially talked, we started talking on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, because you were like, I forget exactly what I had posted. About, your... You posted about um, all the gays going to Mexico during COVID. And then, oh, there was right. this, and then we started talking about that. Well, you were posting the funniest shit too. But, oh, um, thanks. You yeah. were saying, I was like, oh, I feel, you know, my friends and I often feel like aliens when we see this stuff. And you were like, you said, you you know, growing up in Chelsea, you obviously grew up around tons of gay people. But that yeah. this, but once you went on Housewives, you said this was, it felt different. And I'm curious, yeah, well, I'm curious yeah, what, what that Yeah, what about that, that felt different? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. <laughs> yeah, you said like, you were like, you said like, you know, uh, that you'd never encountered this type of, I guess, gay T this gay energy, like a, d a new type of gay energy from the moment you went on Housewives. And oh, I didn't know if that well, meant like a, a fandom. Yes, I mean, I mean, I guess I always, I knew that like gay men like love the show. Sure. I had never experienced obviously being a part of it. And so I never had so many gay men paying attention to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For better or worse, you know? Yes, yeah. But growing up in Chelsea, I mean, yeah, I was like in the gay epicenter, like of the world, you know, um, it was great. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. 
I, I do think there's one thing this season that like I was, and you brought it up earlier, the whole like, you weren't sure about early voting and like, you were really talking about a, what a lot of Americans I think were kind of experiencing during the election. And yeah, and, and you like, one of the things that I love about you this season is you kind of do what I think a lot of us did with maybe our parents or with a lot of other maybe older people who were kind of beating around the bush about supporting Trump. I'm specifically speaking about Ramona and like talking up, holding people to task for some of their political views and how they maybe don't align with certain things happening societally. Like, right. was that important to you this season? And like, were you kind of afraid? Cause it is, it does, it is a polarizing topic. I mean, before this season aired, when I was doing press, people were like, what's one word you can use to describe this season? I'd be like, polarizing. Mm. Because I knew that we were talking about topics that are polarizing. I mean, mm. that, you know, that it's kind of sad because like, you can like, for instance, like if you meet someone and you know, you just start talking about everything except politics, let's say, mm -hmm. and you get along with them and everything. And like, wow, you have all this stuff in common. and you know, you're from the same town or like you listen, like the same music and you know, you went to the same school. Then you find out they're on the other side of whatever you are politically. And you're like, ew, yeah. like actually now I fucking hate you. Not that <laughs> I do this, but like, I'm saying that, you know, not that, I mean, I can be, I, I'm capable of being like that. You know, I'm, I try not to be, but, and I am, you know, pretty much a libertarian at this point or an independent voter or whatever you, you want to call it. But um, it's hard for me to, I feel politically homeless, I guess, you know, mm. um, but there are some things that I think we can find in common, no matter. And there are some things that everybody should agree on, mm -hmm. which is like, racism is disgusting. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. Things like that. Like that should just be like, that's little not, things. Not <laughs> yeah, right. It not matter what side you're on you know yeah. but anyway yes i thought that you know yes it was a tense season um it's very reflective of the world we were living in at the time mm -hmm. um and it is what it is mm -hmm. yeah what, what what's been like your political evolution like you say you're you kind of consider yourself sort of a libertarian now but you're raised in chelsea mm -hmm. which i always kind of assume manhattan is full of you know wear rainbows all the time yeah right right are pretty like independent kind of like they are like middle class like irish italian like working class you know what i mean yeah. so mm -hmm. um but of course i mean my brother's godmother is like a gay jew who like right. i mean and he was baptized like with her you know so right. obviously like very liberal in, in that sense i think that i was so like when i was like 18 that's when like world trade center happened right 9 11 mm -hmm. hurricane katrina weapons of mass destruction. We started so many fucking wars. Bush, I was like the most anti-Bush, anti-Republican fucking person, you know? <laughs> I mean, I was, I, I still think Bush was like, I don't even want to get too into it. I don't want the headline to be like, Leah, <laughs> or Bush, like I get it. Like everyone like likes him now. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? Cause like, yeah. if you're my yeah. age, you remember that shit. And he was mm -hmm. like the worst person. I was idealistic though, you know, like, cause I was young and I was like, we're all going to live in peace and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm just a little more like, damn, everyone's fucked. And I can't trust any of these, these people in, in government, you know, like that's kind of how I feel. Like, I just feel like politicians are, um, there to stay in power, mm -hmm. you know, they're there 
to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would flip at the, at, at the, uh, in the second, if it just meant being in power or, you know, making money. And that's kind of you like have, how I feel. You have such an interesting, cause I was thinking when you were sort of talking about your evolution and like you talking to people and, and assuming that you're okay on politics and stuff. And like for, I think the three guys, like the three of us could probably agree, like talking with gay guys for the most part or queer people in general, you're gonna assume your politics align. Like I don't ever in a conversation, there are some times where I have to remember, oh, I'm talking to a straight person. They might like Trump. Like I I don't, because I'm just, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sort of sort of wired to think like, oh, well, of course I live in Los Angeles. You're a homosexual. You're gonna agree with me on politics. Mm-hmm. Whereas you encounter a bunch of women on a show who a, they're not all, none of them are gay. And, and they're all have different wildly political views. Like that's yeah. such a straight I, problem. And I love that. I don't think it's such a straight problem, but honestly, I don't think any of the women are that like political to be honest. Yeah. Like no, no one's like thinking too much about it. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't think this is like something that they're like reading about. Like, and I read the news a lot. Like I don't watch news channels, but like like I read Politico, The Hill, you know what I mean? Like I read that shit like all the time. I mean, and I'm not that high, I'm not educated in politics. I really don't understand too much of it, but I do read it a lot, you know? I don't think the women are paying too much attention and God bless, because honestly, I don't, I don't fucking blame them and yeah. I should probably take a break myself. What privilege. With that, with that being that. said, <laughs> you with know, that I... being said, uh, Sonia, like, Kind of, there's some moments where she's like, I mean, Sonia, 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 sorry. <laughs> she's like fully woke. Like she is, there are moments where she says things where you're like, oh my God, she is the, she is fully listening to the, to the societal, yeah. cultural conversation. She's fully digested it. She fully understands it. And it's like, oh my God, like I only wish everybody could be like that. Yeah. She's, she's great. really, she's up here in Tefler bag commercials. Like <laughs> she's living that life. She's killing it. She's really killing it this season. She's great. And, um, you know, I think that, I think that this season is just very, like, like, indicative of, like, this time we're living. The world. Mm-hmm. It's the world. It's like, you're talking about race too much. Like, well, you're fucking, are you aligned with white supremacy? Oh, you're looking at everything <laughs> through a racial lens. Like, you know, like, but my people, this and that. Like, it's just, it's, that's what it is. And, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's sad because, like, obviously we've lost viewers and, like, that's a big thing in the press right now. And it's like, well, you know, but the people who are watching will see us go and get through. Thank you. We'll see us get through these. And it was tough. Like, it was yeah. really tough. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's uncomfortable, but it's necessary. It's so fucking uncomfortable. I was like, oh, my God. I, like, when I had my conversation with Ebony, <laughs> I rewatched, when I watched it back, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not even finishing my sentences because I'm so afraid I'm going to like, Ur. like, I'm like, you know, you could kind of, and she's like, I get it. I'm like, because I don't want you to, like, <laughs> like I'm really kind of like, kind of terrified. Um, and then I called her like, after I watched, I'm like, God, I hope, I'm sorry. I'm like, you know, I hope I don't, you didn't take that as me saying not to speak your truth or anything. She's like, no, it's all good. You know, I was trying my best. I think we all, I mean, I want to say we all tried our best. I'm not sure we did. I think Ramona could have listened more, obviously, but um, we get to a point and, and it's going to like, now we're like in the second half of the show kind of in this season, we're like, we 
come to an understanding and the people who are watching and have stuck with us and like weren't so just had such a visceral reaction to mm-hmm. race being talked about god forbid because they'd rather watch women possibly steal from you know old people because that's so much <laughs> more enjoyable to watch i don't know um you know those people i just oh my god my was point that a is, subtle it, reference to another franchise? No, I mean, if, if, you know, if people who are watching will see us get to a, a great place. Mm-hmm. Despite Definitely. the differences, right? Despite the political differences, despite mm-hmm. not understanding and seeing things. Because sometimes it also comes down to like, obviously sometimes people are wrong and sometimes people are right. But a lot of the times it comes down to people having just two different perspectives and it's not someone's right or someone's wrong. It's like, two completely different people who have walked through life completely differently and had their own issues, but they're separate and they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said in the confessional, Ramona, you would look at Ramona and think she she's, hasn't suffered. Look at her, she's like in the Southampton, she's in this. Meanwhile, you know, she's had a brother who died. She grew up with, you know, domestic abuse. I mean, you know, all this stuff. She never had to deal with racism though, right? So. You know, there's all this like nuance, like maybe Bravo is not the best place to have nuanced conversations. I don't know. Like yeah. we're trying and um, some and, people don't like it and some people appreciate it. And Ramona, I think, represents in a lot of ways, although I do think, you know, she's in a, her own other world, just sort of floating around. But like she does represent what I think a lot of white Americans represent right now. And what we're trying, I think, a part of the Black Lives Matter movement, part of a lot of these conversations are about recognizing that culture, that generation really does need to see themselves and how they come off and and to be able to listen more, like you said, to be able to have these uncomfortable conversations. And, and she might not get and, it, but us watching do. And by the way, you're you're in New York. And like, I mean, we are all, we've, I'm from there. We've all lived there. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, I don't watch all the other franchises, but obviously they all have different themes and styles. And, you know, when you're in New York, like, yeah, people talk about identity politics. Like that is the main well, topic. Not where Ramona content. lives. But that but, <laughs> but I but that's part of it. I mean, right. everybody talks about identity politics except perhaps those in Ramona's world and I think mm-hmm. in New York that tends to be the especially in Manhattan, I think that's the minority and I think that's why it's so interesting to watch, but yeah, it's probably a, a moment of reckoning where you're like, well, you know, if the viewing if the viewers are down, it's like do they just want to see us be, you know, flamboyant and and drunk or yeah. do they, or like do they actually want to see how we talk when the world is changing you know and and i'm not saying one or one or the other is right or different it's just it's just i want both i want both to- <laughs> i want the conversations yeah, right. and the alcohol i think that we can do it all you know i think we can i think that um it's hard to see ebony being dragged like mm-hmm. right now I- the, it's just like like just like if, if you don't like it turn it off you don't have to go yeah. on her go on everyone's page and just say the nastiest things i just read an article in the new york times yesterday that roxanne gay wrote called why are people so awful yes I yeah posted, i read that too okay and it's great you know great. join her book club great book club oh yeah that's great that. i'm a part of her book club yeah okay i will i absolutely yeah. will um but I, I mean, I thought it was it was just a great article. And I think, but I think people, yeah, people have been stuck inside for so long yeah. and people, people are so miserable and so angry. And 
you know, we're still, I mean, we're still living in such a fucked up. People are like, Leah's like so like not like she's being so uptight this season. And I'm like, <laughs> um, guys, yeah, I'm sorry that I wasn't having fun. You right. living in New York City in 2020 when you can even walk into a restaurant. My daughter is not in school. Mm-hmm. I'm switching from antidepressant to antidepressant so I can get the fuck out of bed. You know yeah. what yeah. I mean? Like. It, it was a crazy time. It was really a crazy time. I think it's like, we're going to look back. My trainer, Martin, is like, we're going to look back at this season. It's a, it's like a time capsule. I'm happy yeah. that we talked about all this shit. I'm so happy. Like, sorry mm-hmm. that we didn't have someone who was like being sued by like plane crash victims this season. You know what I mean? We yeah. had, you know, seriously, we had, what would they be talking about if it wasn't for that? And Rena's daughter, effing Scott Disick. Like, you know, we, and we had Ebony, you know, like mm. we had to face a lot of this stuff and talk about it. Yeah, I, I should say I, I my guilty pleasure is Housewives of New Jersey. And I grew Thanks. up in Long, in Long Island. And so it's very it's very similar. I get the same vibes. And what's so funny is that I think they must have filmed around the same time as you last summer. Mm-hmm. And it is almost as if COVID doesn't exist. And it's completely different. It ha- it ha- almost has no impact on the show whatsoever, despite masks and stuff. That's and New Jersey. Like, That's New Jersey. Like it's so, <laughs> and, and they're not, and maybe identity politics isn't the thing that everyone's going to talk about in Jersey, but it's you're not going to not talk about it when you live in New York. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for instance, like last season, like they asked me an interview. Oh my god, I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this. They asked me an interview about the tiki torches. Oh. Like, they were like, why? Why did you Wait. do that? Before like, before you go into that story, we should probably for our listeners say you famously when you first joined the show, you had a night at Ramona's Hampton's house where you got a little tipsy and threw tiki torches, which was uh, an amazing moment in television history. Please continue. But naked. Um, yeah. <laughs> in interview, they were like, "Why don't you like tiki torches?" And I was like, um, "Charlottesville." Yeah, yeah. And, like that didn't make it in, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that. Right. That was never explained. And a lot of people had no idea. And I was fucking really blackout drunk. I wasn't blackout, I kind of remembered. But I was like, I saw those tiki torches and I was like, I think it was the mix of like the tiki torches and then that Southampton party I had to go to and I felt so uncomfortable. I just fucking lost it. Yeah. And I love that that, like even at your drunken state, you were actually standing up for a cause, which I kind of love. Yeah. You are a true activist. Drunken yeah, state. I guess yeah. so. oh my God. Wait, I do want to ask you because you and I share something very similar. And well, Elliot has been a longtime member, but you and I are new members to this club. I too converted to Judaism. Yeah. What? Yes. So <laughs> you had your moment where you're con- you're converting now, right? Yes. Yeah, I converted. I I after it wasn't because of chemo, but after chemo, I went through the whole conversion process and. And then there's even a movie. I'll send you a link to the movie. You can watch it, Latter-day mm-hmm. Jew. And I went from Mormon oh. to Jewish. Boom. Look at you. Oh, We're the same. Oh, my God. Yep. yep. Puzzle, puzzle. This is I know. Movie. Where are you in the journey? Okay. So I'm actually meeting with my rabbi in person tomorrow, um, which I'm very excited about because I switched from my Orthodox rabbi, who I'm still in touch with and I adore. He's like the yeah. funniest, best guy in the world. Who was he? Well, who, was, who were these rabbis? Because they're very famous in New York. Yeah, no, I don't want to say, I can't okay, say. Okay, okay. You know what, I'll, but I'll let you know. Like, Yeah, DM I'll, me, DM me. I'll yeah. DM you and tell you yeah. who. But um, but so I went from the Orthodox, now I'm at a conservative synagogue doing oh. it on Zoom. But oh. I have 
met this rabbi in person yet, so I'm going to go meet with him tomorrow. And of course, I'm already having the very healthy amount of Jew guilt being like, I don't think I'm ready to convert by September. I don't have all the prayers memorized. And I was just at church with my daughter getting confirmed and I was getting emotional that I'm not a part of this anymore. And, you know, um, so I have like a maybe month or two more left of classes before my mikvah, but I'm telling you, I don't feel ready. Yeah. Oh my God. The mikvah, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. The mikvah is pro Elliot. Have you ever done a mikvah? Yeah. Yeah. A mikvah. I had never obviously done a mikvah until after I converted and I went out here in Los Angeles and I, I went to the mikvah and it was probably, and I say this in the movie, but it was probably one of the, the there are no words for how emotional that moment was. You will so be ready for the moment. Trust me. It just continue on it. It's like the most important thing you'll but ever do. I, I want to know after your daughter, after your daughter. Wait, how, how did you, why did you start with, why did you start with an Orthodox rabbi? Okay. So my two friends who they're kind of, one is the controversial Jew. I'm not going to say who on this. Yeah. DM yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so two of, two of my Jewish friends, I was at a dinner party with them right before COVID. It was the February before COVID. I'm like, guys, I'm doing it. I'm finally doing it. I'm making this official introduced me to rabbi so they both gave me two rabbis and of course you know one you know one was like you, you have to go to mine you have to do it the orthodox way and the other one's like oh you gotta go to mine. this is yeah. the right exactly so yeah. i just went with that one because i thought that's what i should do you know um yeah that and then i was like all right well i think some of this i'm not really going to be able to fully do and i don't want to convert inauthentically and convert to a sect of Judaism that I'm not going to be able to honestly really try to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think, but my Orthodox rabbi is still kind of like, he was making it very difficult for me, obviously, to convert, which is how they're supposed to do it. Sure. Like, I'm going to the conservative synagogue because they have the classes and this, and he goes, listen, go to that. And then when you're done, we'll talk again. So he's still like, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, he's around, you know, and he's still, he's still a, a big part of my conversion. Um, and I feel like, you know, I can run things by him. They'll always be around. My my rabbi always says that there's, you always have two synagogues. You have the one that you belong to and the one that you go to when you're pissed off at the other one. And it's like, so you'll have, you'll have a bunch of ready for you. Don't worry. You'll have a lot of options. What, what is your, what is your, how, how old is your daughter now? And, and what does she think of the conversion? So Kiki is 14. She just got confirmed. Um, what does my, that mean? What does confirmed yeah, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. So when you're Catholic, uh, oh. you yeah and you pick a name of a saint and what was her name what was the name is it madonna she picked veronica which is after oh. her grandmother who passed on her dad's side her dad's mom um but my mother has been teaching her ccd class since she was like in kindergarten so my mother i have allowed my mother to raise my daughter catholic even mm. while i've gone to the Hare krishna temple for years i was going there um and you know i've let my mother kind of I allowed her to do this. Mm -hmm. um, so Kiki, you know, and whatever. It Just is let, her, let her have her. <laughs> I can't really talk too much on that. But um, I think that, you know, Kiki is, you know, Kiki just like, she knows me and she nothing surprises her with me. And she's like, okay, you're going to be Jewish. Like, whatever, do you, mom? Like, she's not, yeah. you know. Do you have yeah. an, a name, in, a Hebrew name in mind? I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I would think Leia, but like. Yeah, Leia. Um, Leia, like, which people already have called me many yeah. times for many years, like, you know, Jewish people that I first meet, they're like, Leia, I'm like, sure, 
that's fine. Um, <laughs> I think I would just choose that, even though, of course, I love the story of Esther. Of yeah. But, I think you go with Esther. See, I did that. I was like, I don't, because my name is so not near Jewish at all. I mean, not at all. Alan or Scott, like none of it works. And so I went with Solomon or Shlomo because it has a bit of flair to it. Love that. Love the yeah. Shlomo. You yeah. went with Shlomo? Yeah, it sounds like a dick. And I'm definitely <laughs> defined by dick. I love that. Yeah, love great. We should, we should also put on the record that Brent hates Jews. So just <laughs> 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 No, I feel like I know. Are you Jewish? You're not Jewish. Maybe you, I, I'm not Jewish, but you know what? I love the people. I love the people and I support them all. Uh, no, I, I'm not Jewish. I was actually raised non-religious. I was raised an atheist. So I, okay. so I appreciate all belief systems equally, quite frankly. Yes, yeah, so many Jews are atheists, though. I mean, so many. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I love about Judaism is that you can literally, like, I was raised Mormon, and it was, you, there's no way in the world you would be excommunicated if you said you were atheist. Like, you couldn't be anything. Whereas in Judaism, there's space for you to have, like, dissent. Right. And it's all about questioning. That's why I also exactly. love Judaism. It's just all about questioning, and that's all I do. Mm -hmm. not so. Yeah, it's so funny because you said that, that your rabbi was, was like trying to talk you out of it. And it's like, it's so unique that a religion would be like, no, 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 no. We don't, you know, uh-uh, not so fast. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Leah, this has been so much fun. So much fun talking to oh you. Oh my God. So great. It's, yeah. really, it's really liberating to just like be honest. Yeah. 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 And congr congratulations. I, I don't know how long it's been that you've actually by this point um, been sober, but congratulations on that too. Yeah. Thank you. I don't quite a year, huh? Yeah, it's all, yeah, seriously, like I'm, you know, a sober Jew almost. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone, trust me. Alone. <laughs> I haven't started dating women yet, but like, right. <laughs> who, but knows? who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't even, but yeah, I'm, I'm booze free because I'm like Cali sober, so I don't sure. like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Demi Lovato sober. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's what she's. That's what she is. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Demi Lovato. Right. Demi Lovato is Cali sober also, and she doesn't yeah. like frozen yogurt either. Well, that yeah. we talked about that on the that's podcast before. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say that I would usually we end every interview with where can people follow you on the internet, but everyone know. knows where to follow you on the internet. So. Oh wait. Oh. Yeah. You should promote. We we obviously married to the mob is your big brand yeah. that you started, yeah. but because but, yeah. No, someone said on Watch What Happens Live, they're like, they, I'm not good at selling myself. I'm just really not. And like on Watch What Happens Live, Andy's like, how's Mary's mob? And I was like, good. <laughs> like, someone's like, why did you, why did you say like, it's fucking great. And I started another brand and, at yeah. and I'm just like, oh God, I don't know. I'm just not like, I don't want to push it on. Yeah, but t tell us about Happy Place. I mean, that's rad. Yeah. Happy Place is great. Um, it's so different than Mob, obviously. It's a sustainable sleepwear brand. And I just needed something new to like get my creative juices flowing. I love Mob, but it's like, you know, I've been doing it for fucking, you know, 18 years or something like that. And um, I just needed to add something new. So yeah. happyplacebrand.com, you can check out our sustainable uh, robes and t-shirts. Um, and we're developing more stuff as well mttmnyc.com you can buy um shirts with vulgar sayings on them yes <laughs> and you can follow me uh on instagram at leah mob i'm not on twitter because it's toxic af terrifying and, yep yes and it's accessible so i'm not on there good Amazing. well thank you so much for well, being thank here you we so were so much. happy to have thank you, you. Leah. thank you so for having me guys
and another thing. So one night uh, I had the idea to make, I was sitting in bed and I had the idea to make a 10 point spectrum of homophobia. It just, for some reason, it like- <laughs> It was Saturday night, mind. you had nothing it to do. Saturday <laughs> night, I had nothing to do. I guess like, I guess the reason in particular it came up is because I feel like I've noticed that, you know, there are shades of acceptance and hate. And I think recently, obviously amongst social media and in particular the left, like you are, if you aren't constantly marching at pride parades, you're a monster. Like you're, you're a bigot. Um, and I think we all know that there's a certain reality, which is that there are, there, that there's like nuance to, to homophobia and also to acceptance. Yeah. So the way I, this is really funny. Cause like the way I make notes of things is I will Google it and then I'll screen grab the Google. So I, if I'm like laying in bed, I don't have anything like no pens or paper near me. Yeah. So I, I Googled it and it turns out that a list, a, an eight uh-huh. point list of homophobia already exists. It's called the Riddle Scale. Yeah. It was developed in the early 1970s by a psychologist named Dorothy Riddle. Whom, uh, I, just to give a little background on Dorothy Riddle, because it's really important. She's, she's really big in the gay rights movement. She was instrumental in making it so that the American Psychological Association um, took away homosexuality as a mental illness. Oh, wow. Like that was her. So wow. 1975, Dorothy Riddle Amazing. is actually an icon. Mm-hmm. I, was wow. that. I was getting that but yeah uh anyway <laughs> it wasn't in the doc bitch i had to uh, put it in no it wasn't in the doc um but it was anyway so i just thought it'd be kind of fun to to walk through the her eight point scale from the 70s and uh and like maybe even give examples of like people that fall within each category so do you guys want to start you want to do that yeah yeah, yeah for sure great yeah. <laughs> okay so let's start with number i'm gonna go one through eight number one this is sort of the most homophobic it's called Repulsion. Grant's grinder profile. That's right. (laughs) Homosexuality is seen as a crime against nature. Gays and lesbians are considered sick, immoral, sinful. Anything is justified to change their behavior. You should put that on your Tinder bio. uh, By the way, it already is. Um, (laughs) uh, So I thought this was like, you know, this is probably an easy one. This is like a standard, like Fred Phelps. Yeah. um, You know, pray, maybe pray the gay away type minister. that kind of thing. Did you guys have any? Wait, who's Dennis yeah. March? <laughs> March. My I, I grew up next to these like imbecile like on Long Island. Our neighbors were like true, true like yeah. They were so out of place. They were almost like backwoods country bumpkins, um, with like heavy accents. But yeah, uh, th- my my parents will still remember to this day. Like they had a small party at some point after moving into the house, and. They came, the, the couple came over that the live next door, Dennis and Marie, and they somehow got into the topic of Liberace. And oh somebody God. mentioned how he was obviously gay. And the, the husband of the, of the couple, Dennis, said, he can't be gay. He plays the piano. Yeah. <laughs> he was repulsed by, the, and then, you know, he went on to be like, I think maybe a little more dumbfounded, but clearly repulsed at least by the possibility that yeah. Liberace could be gay. And to make that even crazier, because he plays the piano. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how my aunt Bev was with Rosie O'Donnell. Oh right, yeah. in a way she's a lesbian. Yeah, that is whatever. so. Oh, yeah, God. it it, remi- it reminds me. This is sort of a, a a common theme I've heard amongst like political discussions online about homosexuality. Is that a lot of people will claim it's disgusting. Literally, the 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 act, the sex act itself, is disgusting. Yeah, and my rebuttal is always, I agree. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, they're jerking off to their their daughter's Barbie dolls. Yeah. Of course. They protest too much. It's, yeah. yeah. Doing it so, anyway, the next one. The next one. Ne- next one up is 
pity. So this represents heterosexual chauvinism. Heterosexuality is considered more mature and certainly to be preferred. It is believed that any possibility of becoming straight should be should be reinforced. And those who seem to be born that way should be pitied as less fortunate. And I think gay people sometimes adopt this or sometimes straight people too, whenever that whole thing of like, well, why would I want to be born gay? I want my kid's life to be easier or whatever. It's like a pitying thing. Like we must pity the life of the homosexual because mm -hmm. of they, they have it so much more yeah. rough. So of course I'd want them to be straight, but I love yeah. them nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. That. Fuck that. Yeah, that's a fair point. You know, I thought, I thought of this as sort of like a Antonin Scalia, who was a very conservative <laughs> Supreme Court justice, very famously virulently anti-gay in his decisions. Uh, I had a coworker, <laughs> this was funny, I had a coworker in, you know, 2006 at a dot-com in Detroit who, we, I was in a, like, chatting with some friends, you know, coworkers in a business, you know, in a meeting before it started. And someone, uh, one of my female coworkers mentioned just going to a gay bar. And my other coworker was appalled. It was just like shocked. She goes, you went in? Oh. Really? <laughs> and she was our age. She was like, she was our age. It was Did she so know you were gay? Uh, I wasn't. I don't think I was out at work, but I remember that oh. old Michelle. <laughs> I love that you were wow. working at a dot com in Detroit. Like that's such like a random. It, it that is, feels very it random is, to me. It is a little. It, is, it yeah. is a little random. That's that's right. Okay, so the next level is number three: tolerance. Homosexuality is viewed as viewed as a phase of adolescent development that many people go through and most people grow out of. Thus, lesbians and gays are less mature than straights and should be treated with protectiveness and indulgence one uses with children who are still maturing. It is believed that lesbians and gays should not be given positions of authority because they are still working through adolescent behavior. I think that's been age. That's that's yeah, that's I a little that's, bit, that's a 70s thing. That isn't I really a thing. Too. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is, I mean, but. I mean, although I feel like growing up, at least in the early 2000s, the idea was not full acceptance or almost gay being unremarkable but i hated hated being told that that i was tolerated by yeah. people i hated yeah. that oh yeah i was like don't i don't want to be tolerated fuck yeah, right, you. Right, fuck you. Right. i actually watched a, watched a documentary about an aids patient recently and they were talking about his parents acceptance of him and it was exactly that it yeah. was like it was kind of probably like a, a lot of that in the 80s yeah i would yeah, yeah that was why i thought like this kind of represents standard like 80s and mm -hmm. maybe early 90s kind of parent behavior okay yeah. yeah so now we're a little bit now we're out of the quote homophobic scale and we're halfway through so the next one number five out of eight is support mm. people at this level may be uncomfortable themselves but they are aware of the homophobic climate and the irrational unfairness and they work to safeguard the rights of lesbians and gays yeah to me this is like fully the straight guy in the movie being like i don't understand it or anything but like you know <laughs> hey to each their own i guess like that's yeah. that's what that is to me yeah I'll I, never... I, oh go ahead, go ahead Elliot. sorry no, no go ahead sorry i was just gonna say i think i think of this as sort of like you know sort of like big city Republicans or, uh, you know, this was kind of like, to me, this is like a Mitt Romney, dare I suggest, yeah. Chief Justice John Roberts. Oh, in your uh, wet dream. <laughs> but like, you know, they're probably, there, like, Roberts. do you remember, remember when there was that documentary about Mitt Romney and in it, he was listening oh, yeah. to David Sedaris and it was like a big yeah. deal. People were like, Mitt but Romney. Mitt, Romney Mitt Romney's very educated. He's very sophisticated. Yeah. He's very, he's definitely a homosexual that you would, or not homosexual, he's a straight man that you would like run into in like a, sort of a homosexual way and be like, well, you just like to read. You're not really gay. You just like to read. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Elliot? 
Uh, I was just going to say, like, if you might remember the remember the bagel boss guy when he uh-huh. from Long Island a couple of years ago, the bagel boss guy who like got into a fist fight and he was like four foot, four foot 11. You remember him? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was just yeah. great because at some point he got, you know, he got a little press, this tiny little dude from Long Island. Um, mm. And eventually, I think it was on Stern or somewhere where he was trying to do one of these like celebrity boxing matches. Yeah. And I think just to play with him, Stern was like, are you gay? Like, or like how do you feel about get, like gay stuff or something? And he was like, I have no problem with it as long as they don't hit on me. And right, just like, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. sure. Well, luckily yeah. nobody's going to hit on you. No one's going to hit on you. Gotcha. I don't know though. Yeah. I love little guys. I really yeah, do. I actually do too. I, I, I just hate that. Guys. I just hate that attitude again. It's like, yeah. no, it's not about you. This is not it's about so you. It's so juvenilistic and it's like, but then, like by definition, you do have a problem with it if you say yeah. yes. You know, of course. I with that said, spin them like a dreidel. You know. With that said, would I hit on Chief Justice John Roberts? No, I wouldn't, because I I respect him. I respect him, and I respect his marriage. Um, all right, number six. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, admiration. It is acknowledged that being lesbian yeah. or gay in our society takes strength. People at this level are willing to truly examine their homophobic attitudes, values, and behaviors. That's very modern to me. That's a very, that's very like what we're in sort of now. Average millennial, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just sort of like to the point of, you know, it's the, oh, we'll go shopping. Like they find out someone's gay. Oh, we'll go shopping. Or you can help me with this. You can come sure. to the girls' night thing. Or yeah. It's sort of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think like the average millennial, I think it represents someone who, you know, understandably doesn't spend all day thinking about our plight, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but like give it a lot of consideration. And I think are solidly allies. I, I had that at the dentist the other day where I went in with my bag. I had my bag and they were all fawning over my bag. And it was like talking about how it was a Prada bag and all these things. And I was yeah. like, do you do this with women who are in the office? Like, I, don't <laughs> right. think, I don't think you do. Yeah, like, I think were, I'm the yeah. exception here. Yeah. yeah, they were being like extra kind. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's a good point. Okay, number seven, uh, two left. Appreciation. This is the diversity of people is considered valuable and lesbian gays are seen as a valid part of that diversity. People on this level are willing to combat homophobia in themselves and others. I thought this is, this is where I fall, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think Not- I've fallen here. Yeah, yeah, because the the next the level, last one. Yeah, the right. next level is like to a degree that I'm even I'm like Jesus, chill out. Number eight, nurturance assumes that gays, gay, gay, lesbian people are indispensable in our society. People on this level view gays and lesbians with genuine affection and delight, and are willing to be their allies and advocates. That is fully me. I will admit that <laughs> right. fully. I do think that the the early foundations of this country are based in sort of Native American and indigenous people who believed in two spirit identities, and I agree. And they were cherished in their communities. And I think that is where queer people lie today. So yes, mm. that is me. Yeah, I I don't know. I hear indispensable. I'm like, well, not really. I mean, like <laughs> society would continue. Like, I don't think. Oh, it would continue, but it would, would be end. a lot more boring. There'd be a lot more Ted Danson's on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, that is true. Especially when you look at like the the you know the AIDS the AIDS epidemic when like losing all those gay men in particular, obviously losing a ton of people, but also yeah. especially with you losing gay men, you lose so much artwork and artistry and creative yeah. people and and. Mm-hmm. You know that that obviously has an impact on society, yeah. but yeah. I also am like, yeah, I guess I guess indis- indispensable, but uh, yeah, but, but you could I do without know. them. <laughs> yeah, Humanity no. would continue. <laughs> no, I'm a number seven. Well, I was also going to say last thing is that I I I feel like we are in an era where there should possibly be a ninth category 
uh, past nurturance. So it's like mm. overboard. And this is like people who view the gay community uh, with so much affection that it becomes like patronizing. Mm. Um, yes. You know, like, like, yeah, you know, I guess, Alan, you kind of said this uh, a, a couple levels ago, but like, talk about going shopping or just like, I only well, that, hang out with my gays, you know, I yeah, only, yeah. To I me, only have it, my gay friends. Yeah. To me, this is where like bachelorette <clears throat> parties at gay bars fall. Yes. Yes. Oh, where, sure, sure. where it's like, you know, this is not like, this is their space, but I'm such an ally that me and my girls are going to come here because we won't get hit on. Yeah. They and think I'm, it's a safe space when really they're invading a space. And it's like, no, you're supposed to, you're an invited yeah. guest in this space. See, I, I, still disagree. I, I just, I disagree. I, I, I think people should be allowed to go to whatever bars they want as long as they're not jerks. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think they shouldn't. It's just I just think I'm not I don't even think I was going to say it's kind of tacky, but I don't even think it's tacky. I just think it's like, well, as long as you know what you're doing, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. as long as you have some understanding. But I think in that sense, too, it's like this is where the sort of patronizing comes in, where it's like, I'm here, too, you know, like yeah, the, yeah. The bachelor party like, I'm here, too. And it's like, OK, well, you know, th- yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. what this was for. But nevertheless. Yeah. We're happy to have you here. Happy to, you know. Right, right. I get, you yeah, support. I get that. But is there a Susan Sontag level? I think there is, actually. <laughs> I think she encompasses a whole level onto her own, her mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's yeah. like a labelist sort of arrogance. I don't even like think in those terms. I don't, I, don't yeah. those, I don't use those categories. I don't use those categories. <laughs> well, we salute, we salute you, Dorothy Riddle. Thank you yes. for uh, beating me to the punch on creating a chart of homophobia oh. like 50 years before I thought of it. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona, not Ramona Singer, say about today's episode? I was uncomfortable with the amount of time you spent talking about another Ramona. <laughs> if only she knew yeah. my aunt Anne would very likely say uh tell leah to talk to me we're not going to go with lega okay it's too- <laughs> i can come up with something much better in this but i'm not gonna finish <laughs> yeah. that one uh you get the bit all right how about Anne Anne? Aunt Anne would say, the only thing I'm converting to is Wendy's. Their chicken sandwich is mm. delicious. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't get it off my mind. Sorry, Leah. I love Leah. Anne. I love oh, Anne Anne. Their chicken sandwich is delicious. Oh, my yeah. God. Just their plain I, chicken sandwich. You know what I, I mean? I got Chick-fil-A again recently. I did. And it was really good. I need really to try good. It. I mean, I don't really, but Treated I do. myself. It's fine. But remember, they stopped. They stopped doing the whole gay thing. I don't Yeah, but then they it. found out that they were still doing some stuff. Yeah, I don't believe po- it. Yeah, giving money to ch- ch- charities. That so are- like the clearly you're a number yeah, seven, Brent. I love Dan Cathy, though. The name Dan Cathy for a homophobe <laughs> is perfect. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Elliot Glazer. And I am Elliot's <laughs> Bussy. <laughs> you're, Elliot's, you're Elliot's Glazer. Oh, please. Oh, this, now she mad. Now she mad. <laughs> For a moment, I was like, did I say bussy, right? You said bussy. <laughs> is it bussy? Ugh. I don't know. Bussy. Is it bussy? Is it bussy? I, think it's, I would assume it's bussy because it's bussy yeah. normally. I'm keeping all of this in. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs>